0: Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are in the universe. Welcome to Standing in My It's All About You show. So, I'm making sure that my fine. Oh, I've got fat. Oh, at I've got the lovely room up here. I've got everybody up there. I just want to send out positive affirmations to everyone today. How are you all doing? I've got happy hands. <laughs> I have the most guest with me today, and I've been dying to get. Hello, everyone in the bloody chat room. I've got to stop saying I'm online now. I've got to behave myself. <laughs> Here we go. Hello. So, as I'm touching all these little dials, it's just um, yes, I can see you. Hi, Dave and Christine Humphreys who have joined us in the chat room. How let me feel your energy. I'm trying to feel everybody's energy. I, I have a wonderful guest. And before I bring him on, I am going to just show. everyone's probably wondering who is the Brixton soup kitchen? Who are they? Tell you something. They are fabulous. It's two guys. You've got Solomon Smith and you've got Mohammed Hashan. I swear these are great, fabulous guys. Doing the most amazing things in the Brixton Soup Kitchen has been going for a while, but let me not tell you all about it. I'm gonna, but let me just play you this, understand what I'm talking about when it decides to play.
1: I started feeding the homeless when I was 11. My mum would cook like there's 34 people in the school. So I'd just hand out packs to people. I started this in 2013, literally using my own wages from work. I was brought up on a council estate. People around me at the time were all depressed, thinking that we're failures. To think, yeah, yeah, even though I'm in a council house, I've got a bed, turn on the heater. There's a lot of people who can't do that. Who are sleeping on the streets, we're at home, and would do anything to be in our position. You have never experienced homelessness, but this couldn't at any time. The circumstances can in a week.
0: Solomon doesn't help the homeless, he helps his friends. I was going through a bit of myself. Solomon brought me to the soup kitchen. He knows that I love to cook. He used what as a tool for me to overcome, and it it worked. Coming to a place like this where my Now I know you probably wanted to watch the rest, but how about Solomon Smith in? Introduce him to you guys because he has a story to tell. And I'd rather than me looking at BBC Three, I bring in Solomon for you. So to everybody out there, please a warm welcome to my kid, Solomon Smith co-founder of Brixton Soup Kitchen. Are you there, Solomon? Yeah. How do you doing?
1: Fine, I'm fine.
0: you guys doing? hoping you can hear me. Um, I think everybody might all ball run because the internet connection, I say that the whole the country, anyone who's made any money, lockdown situation, it's definitely the internet companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can now. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Solomon, welcome and thank you for coming onto my platform, My Truth. We are truly, truly, truly to have you on. Um, and I showed a bit of the video. And I'm going to jump straight, straight, straight to the top and get who you are and i personally fell in love with you solomon you won the brixton soup kitchen introduce yourself to everyone and let them know who you are just briefly
1: Um, hello Um, my name is solomon smith um, and i'm the founder of our area called kitchen so um brixton soup kitchen is a service that provides hot nose hot drinks warm clothes a friendly face to the homeless community, and it's fortunate. So, um, I decided to um, do this um, carry because I felt that there was a need. Um, even though there was quite a lot of adverts saying that there was helping homeless I just didn't feel that they was coming into urban areas. So, I just thought, instead of complaining on social media, I just I just had to do something about it.
0: Fantastic. Um, and while you're on the screen, um, and you know, brick suit based kitchen services for the homeless and people in need, it's not just Brixton. You, you tend to cover all areas.
1: I'm like, what, what are you covering? Um, so, um, the whole of London, um, you know, we've done a lot of, so we've also, so even though we we, we cater for, um, for the homeless, we're an open door policy. So, You know, myself, i worked for local government um, since I was 16 and a lot of the times a young person wouldn't be allowed to access a service because he wasn't from the area, he wasn't from the postcode. So I just decided that I wanted to create something where we don't care about race, religion, postcode, you know, um, we're literally blind to all the isms and schisms. And, you know, for us, is just to let people know that homelessness is everywhere. So, you know, we get people coming from North, East, South, We also do a um, an outreach service where we will come to you. We give you sleeping bags, hats, gloves, scarves, a lovely nice hot meal, hot tea. It could even be jackets, jumpers, hats, gloves, scarves. Anything what we can do, man. We, as humans, we always think about, oh my God, you know, there's some of the people who might be struggling, but we never thought, we never think of the solution. And, you know, for us, we're more of the solution.
0: That's beautiful. So I'm going to go take it, I'm going to rest, and I want people to identify with you and why you're doing it. Please tell my audience, tell the viewers, where to start and
1: why. How old were you? So, um, I decided that, um, I remember I was probably about 10, 11, you know, coming from a counselor's estate, so it was always, you know, the same rules, so, you know, make sure, Jane, I can see you, you know, um, so I never really <laughs> yeah. knew what it was, I never knew what life was like outside of my state. So. When I got a bit older and I used to go shopping with my mum, you know, um, I literally used to kind of just walk around, you know, just see different parts of Brixton I've never seen before. And that's when I was literally exposed to homelessness from such a young age, and I was just like, I couldn't fathom me going home, you know, getting a cooked meal, heating, you know, got a bed, but then there was people literally sleeping rough on the floor. And you know, I remember starting secondary school and you know, you know like like every Caribbean um household they've got they they would cook like they're cooking for a christening but it's literally like three people in the house. And <laughs> yeah. So like a, there's a lot of leftovers and I just decided just to use my mom's leftovers to literally contain food and kinda of give it to a homeless since I was about since I was about eleven years old. So that's literally kind of how it started for me.
0: I'm oh, on, And Eleven years old, and then you did, you know, so you're hiding, and you're homeless in your area because you're from South London, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then you, you went, tell the full story. So You've gone one further. You've now done, made you continue. Uh,
1: you know what? I... I literally just could not stop thinking about it. So um, when I was literally going to school, you know, I was doing a lot of projects around homelessness and how we can conquer homelessness, and it was always the same thing. And I was just like, you know what? I feel like I need to do something a bit better. So I was just like, you know, um, so I'm so I'm severely dyslexic. So I left school with no GCSEs. Um, and I just thought for me I was a I was a failure. You know, I was thinking, you know, because you know teachers always say, you know, for you to make it in life, you know, you have to you have to leave school with, with good grades. And I didn't leave school with good grades. So for me, I was just like, you know, I don't think I don't think this is gonna work for me. And that's when I realised I was very good at working with young people. So when I was working with young people, you know, I was very good at, you know, giving them advice, giving them support. And that's when I became that's when I became a youth worker and a lot of the young people I was working with was on my estate. So I was, again, I was quite lucky to have my mum and my dad at home. So we had, we had you know, a cake cupboard. We, have, we, had, um, we had drink in our fridge. We had biscuits and bourbons and custard creams. So I'm thinking, if I go to my friend's house... Oh, Doug, you're making... <laughs> um, if I go to my friend's house, He's also gonna have the same amount of things that I have. And it's not until I realized he was like, no, if I literally don't go out and steal, I don't get to eat. And that was when that's when I realized that a lot of the problems are close to home. You know, and and this guy was literally like about those they um three dollars um away from me and that's when i was just literally more focusing on young people and focusing on you know um on on on, on poverty you know so i decided to go to university study more about community work and poverty and the day i finished university is the day i decided to say do you know what i want to start my own charity and that's when and that's when the soup kitchen was born
0: but you said this and soup kitchen was born at university um you didn't study about food what did you actually fully study while you were there were you mentoring while you were in, you know in university
1: yeah so um so while I was at university i was a um i was a youth worker for number of few Service. and um at the time it was a lot of the restructuring so um you know a lot of the people who was getting who was losing their jobs was the youth workers that was there for a very long time, but us wasn't qualified. So I was like, you know, I've, I've now got kids. I need to, you know, qualify myself so I can remain and also get a pay rise. So I decided to go to university to study social science and youth in community. Um, despite me being severely dyslexic, so um, I went to um, to um, to study that and. Um, the day my the day I handed in my dissertation was I literally couldn't sleep. I was literally like I couldn't stop thinking about work with the homeless. And that was the day I decided that, you know, I wanted to the day I finished university was to leave work and just focus on on on, on creating my own charity. How did you
0: go about doing that?
1: Um literally I done it. I done it backwards, so I decided to just use all the connections of me working with within within the community. You know, looking for empty spaces, um, researching a lot of different homeless charities. You know, I literally rang up all the homeless charities known to man, and they all was like, "Leave it to us." You know, um, this is not your this is not your remit. You know, didn't get no support whatsoever. You know, I literally used to pretend I was homeless. But you were
0: actually being, what?
1: What you yeah, were getting yeah. kickbacks. It was just literally like, no, no. Nothing but kickbacks. And it was like, I remember, I, I literally pretended I was homeless and I went to a soup kitchen in Elephant and Castle just to see how they was run. And, you know, a lot of the times people were forced to pray and... You know, a lot. You know, when people think of soup kitchens, it's more, it's more church based. You know, so a lot very, very. So a lot of people was kind of like forced into pray. You know, people weren't really religious, but because it was their home, is their rules. You know, so it kind of taught me to say, you know, I don't want this to be a thing where it's a religion thing regardless what race religion postcode sexuality we are we all go through hardship you know we're all hungry we're all, we, we all need the basic the, in the theory of needs the main thing is food and water doesn't it doesn't matter what race religion post code everybody needs the basic need of food so that was the that was the theory I decided to go on on where I was just like, you know, I want to make sure any and anyone could come for food. You know, I don't want to say, oh, he does he look homeless? and um, Because you can't discriminate. You can never discriminate homelessness. Yeah. So I get an open door policy, yeah. you know? So I literally was able to get a centre. So I got a centre on my estate and I was just like, you know, all I want to do is just have homeless people to come in you know, I didn't expect the soup kitchen to blow up so big, so I literally stole a logo online, put Brixton Soup Kitchen on there, I said we're going to be open for these hours, and it was just, the, 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 the hours I'd done it was the hours I was used to going to university, so Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays from 10 till 2. So I kind of kept to those hours because my body clock was always getting up at those times. And, um, you know, I was just saying to everybody, come to the soup kitchen, 10 to 2. You know, I was literally driving around, giving out, making flyers, you know, using my own money to kind of fund it. So I was using, I was literally funding flyers, design, um, kind of going Tesco's. So I, I started to do, I started to use my money first before I started to kind of reach out to companies for donations.
0: So introduce me to your team. I'm gonna come back and add on to that. So you used your own money, which is, fa- you know, fantastic. That must have been a big burden, but you're getting people to come to the center. Who was cooking the food? So I'm gonna show this. This is your yeah. team. Introduce yes.
1: me to your team. So the first one is obviously your truly. that's myself. Um, That's Mohammed Hashi. Yeah, yeah. He came probably like about three, four months of me kind of starting it. So I didn't really know about policies, procedures, insurance. Um, So he kind of helped with that. Um, So below me is Michael Lamy, so he's a centre manager. Um, We've also got Miss Esther right now. So, Miss Esther is like the mother of the Zoom kitchen. And we've also got Jennifer who kind of helps with the emails, the paperwork, all things like that. And also right next to Miss Esther's Becky as well. Oh, and Becky. Yes, I see Becky right there.
0: See, I made sure I got everybody. I got everybody. Yeah. And I know that Mohammed
1: is not here, that is a story. How did you meet Mohammed? You know, I've known Mohammed for a very long time because we both, um, we both doing youth work for Lambeth Youth Service. So I've met him as a youth worker. um, And funny enough, we both come from both different rivalry states. So I'm from Brixton and Mohammed's from Stockwell. And it was just so funny because a lot of the young people we was working with is that these were the people who was willing to stab and kill who was on my side, you know, so we created a program called the Exit Programme where we got the both young people off the areas, out of their comfort zone, out of their environment, to do team building, for them to kind of work together, etc., and what created an amazing bond, but again, with government funds, you know, government funds always kind of stop, you know what I mean? So. That was one of the one of the main reasons I wanted to touch on as well was on why the soup kitchen never really got um, government funding.
0: That the brick that that's when the actually formed. That's when it was fully yeah. created. Yeah. And that, yeah. Yeah. Still yeah. with your own money. Yeah. No. Yeah.
1: No and who was the cooks, or who was cooking? Who was cooking? Um, we was all cooking ourselves, you know. Literally, we was all cooking ourselves. We all learned about you know, cooking on, 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 because we never really cooked on big portions before, you know, and the amount of people that was coming in, we was like, we need to cook for everybody, you know. So we learned about, you know, cooking rice in big parts, and, because you know, we're so used to cooking meals for ourselves, We had to learn about, you know, the mass, the mass amount of food. And we're used to it.
0: So we're used to big pot food. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is beautiful. Okay, so 2013, here we are and you're still using your own money. Who was the first to actually recognise that you guys are champions and is just what is Needed.
1: Do you know what was? Do you know what was really really funny? I remember, um I remember going in because again because I said I'm severely dyslexic. The Sun newspaper was the only newspaper that had more pictures than words. I, I remember buying that twenty p. I bought it home, and my mum was like. Now bring that newspaper on my house I re-assist newspaper. Me not like them. Me not like them. So I was, that was one of the reasons why I never kind of brought, you know, the Sun newspaper again. It was so funny because the, what was always in my house was like The Voice and Black magazines. So when when, so when The Suit Kitchen kind of started up and was a bit of a buzz, I was reaching out to all of the Black magazines, all of the black newspapers, all now.
0: All right. All
1: now. And, I'm, not, and, I'm not saying nothing. And, and when we was at the soup kitchen, we saw a brand new car with a bowl on it coming towards the soup kitchen. And we was just thinking, we don't see that in Brixton. What's going on? And it was getting closer and closer to the soup kitchen. And they—that's with a brand new car. The Sun newspaper.
0: Oh my God! Is this? I got something where I saw this, and I was ask you when. No, nah, that is when—that's when we've purchased the car. You look to the right. Yeah, yeah. Ah, because I remember that, and it was scripted. You know what I mean? Oh, oh my God! I didn't see that because I was doing my homework, meticulous. Doing my- Homework that yeah. is beautiful. So, this paper had everything about yeah. you guys, yeah. And Perth I think was got donated a car for you guys yeah. to put your food,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: you can't knock the sun, you know. Can't. You, can't. you can't knock the sun, you can't, you just can't yeah. knock the sun straight yeah. as, as you say. I know a lot of people give them bad, bad prayers but you just can't. That is beautiful news. And now do to go on and feed more people and yeah. outreach to more people than that was it. How many coming to into your doors after the first year?
1: So the first year, we was getting easily up to 60, 65 people a day, Monday to Friday. Mm. And there was, and there was literally people. coming... And they were literally coming from East London, North London, you know, visiting other lot of soup kitchens. And there was like, for some reason, your soup kitchen, you know, they don't judge us, they don't tell us what to do. We just come chill, you know, and, you know, it was was very overwhelming on this amount of support we was getting. You know, I remember, you know, having um, having a number ringing my phone and I was just like, you know, who's this? You know, I thought it was someone from Jamaica begging me something, you know, and I was just like, you know, a minute. I was like, you know, should I answer? Should I not answer? And when I answered, it was the head of um, of um, Nando's franchise in in America saying, we've heard about the work that you've been doing and we want to come down and have a meeting with you and um, we want to see how we can support you. And you know, they came all and, and come down and met with us. Just,
0: so someone is saying to me, in the, hi, Lulu, Lulu Hyde, uh Foster, Mark Owens, the people in the chat room, which you can't see, to see. Um, and someone is actually saying that our con- connection is really poor. I'm not sure, because seem to be fine at this end. And, oh, yours has just, per- just jumped up for some sake. Of some reason, well, let's just hope because the devil is a liar and we're not believing in that day, so it's all good. And um, guys in the chat room, keep just keep us abreast if the you know if um, uh, Lulu says you are an amazing guy. Oh, thank you, uh, I Mark Owen. Yeah, yeah, people are actually making. It. So I'm hope this connection is really gonna hold out. I seem to be fine, but it's telling us that there's a. Um, but who cares? We're here right now. And they can hear us. You got the 60, 70 people are coming through the doors now. People are opening up their eyes to see what you're doing. What else happened? You know, is going on. So, because I know, I'm, I want to take the whole to the end. So I'm not going to give. I don't give everything away. But it <coughs> wasn't just food. You're now a nation of clothes.
1: What made yeah. you go? You
0: know, one step further.
1: So, again, for me working for um, for Lambert Youth Service, you know, I didn't really like There were so many different needs and, it, and people had to go to so many different places. So I was like, you know, I wonder, how can I create a lot of services in one building? You know, so I was like, you know, we should do a food bank, we should do a clothes bank, you know, we should do CVs, cover letters, job search, trying to get into training. Um, therapy, mentoring, gardening workshops, training. You know, that is everything that we have at the soup kitchen, too. Now, you know, so it's just about just having so many different services just in one building. And I
0: noticed that because here is a this is just little short little videos. These are the people that along the way, when you started to do the donation of clothes, um, I've got you here. Uh, this is actually Jamaica to be in the soup kitchen. But I've got pictures of you wherever, look here. So let's go down the line. People started to donate. Yeah. Donate closing. Clothes so we- in
1: abundance. Yeah, we was getting clothes. They was giving us, you know, even if it was kind of sleeping bags, gloves, hats, scarves, you name it. We was getting.
0: I think it's beautiful. Now, all of this is in, and as I said, I'm gonna, as a, you know, as I go along, you don't just cover London because I've got the city of Lincoln. Yeah. You amalgamated the city of Lincoln. The city of Devon. Um, Then you had other affiliates that that came on. See, I love showing these photos. Um, You know, you had NHBC Bank and getting people to come down. Tell me a bit more of all these different affiliations that you've had. So you had from NHBC Bank, Morley's, you name it, Morrison's. I'm going to put them all up. Keep telling, just, you know. So, took we,
1: away. so we've had um a lot of um we've had a lot of interest, a lot of social media interest, and we was just like you know yeah. we're gonna have we're gonna start doing corporate days. So it was so funny because it was like the day we started the soup Kitchen, we was getting a lot of yeah. corporate, corporate um a lot of corporate response. And we was just like you know, wow, this is this. You know, this is crazy. You know, and I think our very first corporate was Viacom. So Viacom, they're in charge of Nickelodeon. Um, they're in charge of yes. MTV, etc. And they was like, you know, we want to come down with, you know, a hundred of our staff. You know, because we just want our staff just to just you know feel what it's like to be in bricks and soup kitchen and also just help. You know, and you know, ever since then we've worked with over. Um, over 80, um, 80 different corporates of the names of um, Adidas, it could be um, it could be Puma, Nike, um, Nickelodeon, Marx, Spencer's, Body Shop,
0: Spencer's, yeah, but you know, Hines. you really had affiliation with Heinz,
1: yeah, yeah, um,
0: what did I find um, quite a few affiliations, um started you you've you've had a you know attached to yourselves now even though you had the affiliation don't just you it's your team and your team is still building you actually have i'm going to show you're making the mark so it's not just these people that are coming in you actually go into the schools as well correct Yeah, yeah Now, I'm going to try and see if I can find this beautiful video. Uh, this is part of one. This is one of them that I know that I. Need. And come on now. I need to play. Start playing. Here we go. And here's another one. And as I'm gonna play this, here we go. You. This is our two kitchen. We are enjoying our two kitchen food right now. The food
1: is
0: very nice. We <laughs> enjoy. Yeah. Uh, From enjoy. I love, love her. This is what brings me to. Then affiliate with, tell the story, you decided to branch out, not just in London, not not, not just, just the UK, where did you branch out to, Solomon?
1: We've gone, we've decided to go to Miami, so we've done, we've done a lot of work in Miami, um, working with, um, working with young people. Um, so we've done that for about four years. Um, And we've also um, done some work in Toronto. So we've done about a couple of years in Toronto as well. Um, We're planning on going Ghana, hopefully in the next couple of months, but we'll see what's kind of going on with that. But the main thing right now is we're going to be going over to... um, to, So yeah, we've done a lot of work in Jamaica as well, in, in Kingston. Okay, when was you gonna mention my homeland? I was thinking, why
0: are you mentioning my (laughs) homeland? (laughs) How
1: did that come about? Please tell me. Um, It was just us, just kind of just being in Jamaica, and again, like we found it very hard to, we found it very hard to lock off. We found it very hard to just be on, be a holiday mode. You know, everywhere we go, we're just like. Where's, where's the homelessness how could we support how could we help you know so we was over in Jamaica about two years ago um you know just driving around Jamaica you know I remember just the last time we was in Jamaica you know we was in Jamaica um, we was in Jamaica like, when we was kids so we didn't get to explore we didn't get to do what we, so now we're now we're older you know, guy in Jamaica by ourselves, we're driving up and down, seeing how the roads are a bit better now, you know, we're all driving now. And I started to realise everything was Ray and nephew. I was like, everywhere I go, I see Ray and nephew, I see Ray and nephew. So I was just like, you know what? Let me reach out to Ray and nephew. I reached out to Ray and nephew, had a meet with them and I was like, I want to start a soup kitchen. You know, I really want to start a soup kitchen in Jamaica. I want to, I want to just have a, Center where they can come get food, get support, and you know, just help, you know, build the economy in Jamaica. You know, um, so you know, Drake Ray Ray and Nephew was very, very supportive. Um, but again, unfortunately, the the um what do you call them, the politicians over yes. there is literally what's was, was holding everything back.
0: Oh wow. Well- why am i not surprised <laughs> you know it's it's it, why i am so not surprised and it's a shame even though you were out there for that short period of time the fact that you made that difference to off to do that easy thing to do to go to jamaica to do that and you know yeah. i'm not just an islander i actually went to school Part of my education was in Jamaica, so I lived at the four or five years, so I know how difficult that must have been to cut through the red tape to make that happen.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, that must have been a lot. How receptive was Miami? Because I know you had the Miami connection. How was were rece- they?
1: Miami was, was, was very, very receptive. You know, we've got a lot of people over there helping us, um, you know, collecting donations, making food packs, delivering it out, and that's still going on until now. So, you know, the work in Miami is amazing. That is,
0: okay, so I'm going to come back. We're going to bring out to the UK. COVID has and not, not just the homeless, not everyone, how about we say that we have, basically, we are all on a clean slate. It doesn't matter what job we've had. It doesn't matter how much of our savings or money that we've had. We've been in lockdown in over a year now. So you know, how difficult have you seen the homelessness or food banks um, close all of the eyes? How is that? What, what have you seen?
1: For us, it has been absolutely crazy. For us, you know, we're a bit like daredevils. We we couldn't abide by the rules. We just couldn't. Because if we decided to abide by the rules, who would be eating? So we was just like, you know when you really don't care about the consequences, when you really fight for something, the consequences don't even matter? We was like, you know yeah. what? Woman- We need to be out there. You know, so many food banks is closing. Our number is absolutely going crazy. Our phone was going, oh my God, this bank is closed and we don't know where we're going to get our next meal. And we was just like, guys, we need to be out there. We have to be out there. So we decided to close our doors at the soup kitchen, but be be more of a response team. Be more of a... of kind of kind of going out, you know, giving, um, um, um giving, um, sleeping bags, meals, face masks, hand sanitizers. You know, we just decided to, um, yeah, we just needed to, to still be out there.
0: And did you, your patrons and your people who have been donating and being, you know along alongside you before covid were they able to still supply you you know you having to you know beg steal and borrow
1: no nah, a lot of um, a lot of the people who were donating to us couldn't donate because there was like we ain't got no drivers a lot of your donations is stuck in the shipments no one's not coming to work everybody's scared you know, um, a lot of our stuff we rely on is people coming in from, um, from like, them going shopping and a lot of people was panic buying. So it, it was just very hard. It was so hard. But you got around that.
0: You were able to get around that. Because not just the food that you were getting, you were still able to get clothes being brought in that you can still hand out. Because mm. prior to all of that, you you you, as you said earlier, you did help you know, the homeless to fill in application forms, try and find jobs where there was no job. So that must've been really difficult.
1: Yeah, oh man, that, I, I, I literally cannot fathom how we actually got through that. That first lockdown for what? everyone was something else. Something I've never seen or heard of before. It, it's stuff you see on TV. You know, and for us, we was just like, this is our calling, and we need to do something about it. You know, you know, homeless people were saying, you know, we're still, we're still on the streets. You know, we rely on the walkthrough of people just walking by giving us a pound twenty p. And for the road to be totally empty, you know, you know, I've never seen. The amount of support what, what was needed like that ever in my life
0: that's awful because um, and also you know they there's to, they need toiletries they need to be able to still be able to because of the distancing they have to try and wash themselves and all of that must have been alien to you for not being able to have them all in a bus
1: yeah yeah literally you know a lot of the you know, believe it or not, we get a lot of support from, it could be from the big Cayenne shops. And for them to all be closed, you know, they were like, this is affecting us in a big way. You know, because we can't open, we can't give donations, We can't open, we can't make money. To make you guys money, you know, we get a lot of money donations from 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 people in shops and you know people who put who puts on events. You know, no event, you know, means no funds christmas must have been even
0: difficult because i remember getting a post that you were doing and i plastered it up all over my my you know my facebook and my instagram and we shared a there was loads of us that shared you know that post that you had at christmas and you know again that must have been really really difficult so you know talk me through that situation because how did that work
1: so so with christmas we, we open our doors every Christmas. You know, a lot of our staff sacrifice their amazing families to be with the homeless. And I'm so thankful. So now COVID, everything's different. So we literally have to kind of find ways to kind of still keep the Christmas spirit going, but you know, have it in bubbles, you know, um, certain people, if you leave, you know it's gonna be hard for you to yet because then somebody else comes in. It was a so much red tape, so much red tape it was very, very stressful,
0: Solomon. That you, you know, and the funny thing is, you um are putting yourself, um, good evening, um, hey Lulu again, um, hi. Hey, Joe, I'm, I'm talking to everyone in the chat room that you can't see because um, it's, it's about three different chat rooms. So I've got one up here, I've got one down here and I've got one over here. But um, I will make sure to see all of this when I send you back the clips and everything else. But it's not even about that. The, the, the love that is being shown to you right now, it's been truly amazing. Um, so I, I'm going to bring it back, bring it right back here. You've got you and your co-founders, you've got the rest of your team. And if people, you know, are you bringing in other volunteers right now? Because I'm sure you need them.
1: Yeah, so we've been, um, we usually get like six, seven volunteers a day. We've had to cut that down just, for, just because of the safety um, of the volunteers and the service users. Um, we're still not allowed service users, allowed in the building. So it's just about getting volunteers to make up food packs, hot meals and literally just deliver it, deliver it outside, you know. this is How
0: are you coping with the bit, you know, Marcus Rashford had this thing of school meals and I know that you guys involved in, you you know, you run competitions, you started a football, I think it's a street FC or street, the street team, but you, you yeah. do, that's not, because of COVID you've had to sort of seize that, correct? Yeah. How did the first event go
1: before it shut down? Um, so we're working with um, we're working with um, a guy called Pat, who I grew up with, and he's got a um, football team called Brookstonians. So um, they've literally been supporting us around there. And again, it's, it's for the young people. Our main thing is about the young people, helping them to get football kits. So we're, we're also working with Rio Ferdinand as well. And you know, he's kind of um with young know, people as well. Um also working with Idris Elba. So um Idris Elba was um down with us a couple months back. Um, just kind of just learning the ropes and how we work out the soup kitchen, getting donations, things like that. You know, also working with Jesse Ware, um Tessa Jowers yeah, well, I've so. got yeah, so I can see you know we've we... got your ambassadors, here you go. Yeah, so we've just been so 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 lucky you know just to just have the amount of people just supporting and just being he's just being there and just being able to help yeah you know so um, sorry
0: no i was gonna say you've got you you know you've got your patrons but i think one of the saddest stories is when i read that is it um tessa who passed yeah. away she was one of you you know
1: tell you know that was was that a, that was a big hit wasn't it really death, most stuff because Tessa Jow, you know even though she was you know you know an mp and you know she she gave a lot of time for me she did she gave a lot of time for me you know i was i was I remember when she was talking to me about bringing the Olympics to the UK, you know, so she single-handedly made the Olympics happen for 2012, you know, and again, my ignorance, I thought the Olympics was in the UK. Yeah. You know, so every time I'm watching on, you know, when she was saying, yeah, you know, ain't it here already? You know, she made it happen, you know, so, yeah, man, I was so
0: yeah, and I saw I read that and I didn't realize. I mean, you've also got um, well, I call it Abfab, you know, Patsy. Yeah. She, she's your your patrons as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And she literally she's local as well. She's literally
0: local. Oh, right, okay. So she's just bang on the doorstep. She's actually hilarious. And when I saw that, I thought, oh, that's absolutely beautiful. I know that you've had like a lot of you've had from AJ Tracy, you said you You've had Idris, you've had Mogan. You've had a lot of celebrity support as well, as I said, prior to going into lockdown. Um, do you still find that there's people out there, apart from your volunteers, are people still receptive of trying to help you out?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think um, right now, it's made it harder for people to to support because they're still figuring out their own lives now. You know, their what yeah. was so fast moving where they're now like, oh my God, there's no work. There's nothing really going yeah. on. You know, it's going to be hard for them to want to support when they need to support themselves. You know, so- she you know said that. Yeah, so we're, literally just, we're just here patiently waiting. You know, we're letting people know that, you know, we're still here. We'll pop up a post just to let you know. We're still here, guys. We're still here whenever you're ready and you've sorted yourself out come on board you also you, you don't keep
0: everything to yourself you also has been with uh working alongside hearts and helpers and you've got the cc with um cc cnc foundation um with Feki and and such how is that all coming together because i mean that's already it's come ready i love the collaboration that collaboration is beautiful there's no egos involved it's all
1: about yeah. Supporting each other, and 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 that's the main thing, you know. I love it, you know. I love it when I'm hearing people saying, "Solomon man, the, the work you're doing is amazing," and you know, I want to do it. You know, I get a lot of emails, people saying, you know, they want to set up a soup kitchen in 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 America and in 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 Spain, and you know, and I, any need, I'm here. You know, I've always thought if we all work together. We can make the world a better place, you know. So right oh now, my we're, God,
0: you are changing
1: the. We're working with the CC Foundation with Becky doing amazing work. We're helping right now, doing stuff with Hearts and Helpers, doing absolutely amazing work. Um, There's a guy who we've also met as well, um, called Back to Your Feet. He absolutely amazing. He literally goes out every day. You know, just giving out, giving out food, hot meals. Literally does outreach every day, and he does it by himself. You know, um, two shades of life. They're based in North London, doing amazing work. You know, Jamaican soup kitchen. So doing a lot of work with Jamaican soup kitchen. You know, so they just our main thing, man. Is you know, I want to be, I want to be, you know, sitting on those big, high MP boards for homelessness. You know, I'm not talking about you know the the, um, the isms and schisms. I want to know what could be done to help homelessness.
0: And you know, this is something else. Remember, I mentioned to you about the schools, and you run competitions. And I remember a little girl. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping I can find this video because there was just so many, so much videos. I'm going to go, and I'm also going to come back to. Let me see if this is the one I'm looking for. Lay. So, uh George. I'm. Um, um, uh, yes. Yeah, later.
1: Tomorrow. 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 Yeah. I mean. Later. 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 Yeah, later. Later. yeah. yeah. i have
0: got I'll be there. Back five. Yeah.
1: Junior, you're gonna get Thank you. Cheese yeah. man. Yeah. 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 So now that coat was, was that Franco's Pizzas. Yeah, yeah, Frank America, So they support
0: us every Monday. That's it. I love their pizzas. You're making me really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they are also affiliated with you. The video I was actually looking for is a lady who was on um, Cocoa and you were talking to her and she turned around and said to you, Yes, yeah, sitting there. Um, and she turned around and you. Donated some money to her. And she said the money that she had won, oh she yes, she was gonna give it to the homeless.
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically, she was no, she was actually paid. She was oh, so her name is a pro. And she that's was it. paid her first her first job was to be on Coco magazine, and she said that's right. Did I want to give to the homeless so we went cash and curry and we bought some uh, we bought some bits from the soup kitchen Powerful This is what Powerful. you're doing, do you understand, it's the power yeah.
0: that, that, mean, that yeah. got me That got me and yeah. I look at the power at the power of humble Look at the power of changing the narrative. She didn't have to do that. She could have been very self and I want this mummy, but she didn't. She yeah. gave it back, you know. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, that what for anyone that watches this back, um, I'm hoping your people, yep, yeah, lovely. The people that are, um and those that are here, please go to the website or, or go to um solly's well, I call him Solly? it's uh, Solomon's, which is a Brixton soup kitchen um instagram he will add you it's open go and see and all the things that you've done now before i get out of here um solomon i not uh, as, as you said earlier it's really really difficult a lot of things in your time from 2013 to date to date yeah. you've had your detractors but you hate within the British, you know, soup kitchen You've gone into this. I, 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 that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. How, because Rashford was talking meals, you were doing this already.
1: Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then you, but then you have to understand sometimes when people's got, when people's got like um, a large following, they could kind of push it out more and make it sound much more amazing. But, Little old us from Brooklyn Soup Kitchen, you know, we rely on people kind of pushing out the work that we do. So we've always, so for myself, working as a youth worker, I remember I used to identify about six or seven young people who weren't eating. So I decided to, um, I decided to bring a new service into the youth service, was for us to cook. At this um, um, for us to cook at the youth clubs. So when we're cooking at the youth clubs, we're focusing on the six people, but instead of embarrassing the six people, we make sure everybody eats. So while everybody's eating, the six people are definitely going to be going home eating. You know, so I've made sure i focused on that with, with young people. So there's a lot of young people um, who don't get free school meals after when 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 it's on holiday. So we call it holiday hunger. So on so we've been doing holiday hunger for about three years, where every um every half term we would make around 50 um food um um food parcels and give it out to um to young people you know um you know that was backed by by the mayor's fund you know hopefully that could start back again after after the pandemic's gone as well um you know and we've also we've also done from us working with all the corporates as well you know we've done a back to school drive so after the six weeks holiday we know that parents stress about getting school uniform getting book bags getting pencil case like a lack of school kit. so we reached out to all the corporates we was working with puma donated 200 um um um, I started, donated um, um, shirts, trousers, jumpers. Um, the pound shop donated pens, pencils. We also got pencil cases and pens from Bobby H. Smith, and we literally just you know, made sure at least 150 to 200 kids were able to go to school looking fresh. Oh
0: my God. I I could sit here and listen to you have implemented within what you're doing and don't realize that it's corporate, it's don't, it's not the, you know, it's the hard work that you're putting in. When it's still not coming in, you're seeing it. When do you find time for
1: yourself? Well, the main thing, what I always do when I'm at home. Yay! Hey. <laughs> I, I love it. Got you know, a bottle of rum, you know, and we play Ludo. I
0: love it. That reminds me of being back home in Jamaica. <laughs> Ludi board, you know, I love it family <laughs> yeah. well, so it's not easy
1: yeah, so I've got two it kids. can't be easy, you
0: know You're yeah you've got a family to maintain and you know, I mean if you're my daddy, I'd be so proud of you, But is that, so they must be well proud of you yeah. finally when we knock down will you still be implementing because you give, you've got a podcast? Yeah, so
1: yeah, you want so a podcast
0: that's... for the youngsters. Yeah. yeah. So people need to know that you for the youngsters, you've got computer schoolsters. Yeah. For the homeless, you allow a haircut when yeah. we get back when before we went to COVID. All of yeah. that will be starting up again. You'll be allowing people to come back and filling forms know about their benefits um, is it universal credit um you, you've also i'm not getting out of here before i even say put it up you've also got nine lawyers advice
1: yeah yes yeah. yeah so they're called lawyers in the soup kitchen
0: that's mad yeah. you could give up for benefits of people Deals, debts, housing, childcare. Now, even though you're doing all these, the soup kitchen. Here I'm putting up the information. Um, I'm throwing this up for anyone. Can people still donate food to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there a through COVID? So, no, so food do right. donate food items that you. So it can still. Donate non perishable goods, toiletries, and clothes, and make sure that they're a good condition. And if people want to, they can email you at brixtonsoupkitchen.com. And I'm going to put on my page the Get Funding page link, a registered charity. And so that will allow them to still, you know, um, donate while we are still also got how to volunteer but i guess at this present moment in time volunteering is not going to be the done thing because because you're still in lockdown yeah yeah is that correct yeah yeah is there any else i me personally as uh bill her great work solomon truly awesome um and it's in there i'm not even looking in the chat room because i i I can't, I can't be, I can't be asked. I'm just, I like my conversation. You're amazing. And it's the hour. I can't believe an hour has gone so quickly already. (laughs) Solomon, is there anyone to offer up to let other people educated man and your co founder, which let's just give him a, let me just give a shout out. Your co founder. Um, Let's get him back up here, because you know he's so. Isn't he not? Uh, um, is he nominated? So because he, he's called Doctor Mahanadashi, yeah. Isn't he?
1: Yeah. So, um, last about two years ago, I was um, awarded my master's um, for for doing a soup kitchen. Yeah. And because he's already done his master's degree, he was awarded his doctorate.
0: Oh wow! and I think he's now a councillor. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So he's a local councillor for. Um, is he for... now a councillor? Yeah. For your
0: constituency, which is Lambeth. Yeah. I is a. I want to thank you, thank you coming on and sh- sharing your story with me today. Work that you have been given. Um, um, I'm going to make sure that this, this goes, this is already on Facebook, this is already YouTube, this is already on this <laughs> is already, and I will make sure that the rest of it is said to you, and it will go onto to inst- Um, I know you do people like myself, but I needed my audience to hear your story, because I know that some of the things is before Marcus Rashford and I've piss them out of a lot of people and you deserve trust me, I am surprised that you haven't got an C B E and we need to fight for you to get one of the, you, the whole of the Brixton Soupkin love to your family, I want you to give the last parting words, what words can you offer because you're mentoring you are try to keep people's spirits up on your pages in general COVID or not, what part of the information can you give my audience today? Whilst-
1: um I would say guys, please, you know, just always appreciate what you have, appreciate who you have around you. You know, we tend to wait for a loved one or a friend to kind of reach out to say that they're struggling or that or that they're going through hardship you know and a lot of people have a lot of pride you know so a lot of people suffer in silence so what we need to do we need to do better we need to start reaching out to people go into your phone book slide up press call call somebody have a conversation see how people are doing because we never know absolutely absolutely
0: and that's the words wisdom coming from solomon solomon i'm at with, with the, the net you know um uh, chris duper watching fantastic Kay kapoor says please keep, keep up the good work um you know for what us are doing when we get out of lockdown because it would have been lovely to have sat in front of you on a one-to-one prompt when we do come out of lockdown you start to put the uh, the football tournament together Allow yeah. mum down, and what and film it. Um, give yourself at least give up these three or four, four months. Get everything back up and and physically show in place. With and uh, you know if, if you'd allow me, you know, to come back and um, to get more of a you know, it's lovely when the you know, it's more personable now. Yeah. I just want to thank you and everyone in the chat room that they've just said, um, you know, keep up the great work. Um, A lot of people are football, but I'm sneaking in and watching. (laughs) (laughs) So my team, my team, I'm playing already. So, all right. (laughs) (laughs) My team's played already and they, you know what I mean? But, but, um, you know, I know a lot of people have been watching football. keeping my eye on, sorry, I'm watching football. But, thank you again for taking your time it's been a tiring day I know you've just shut up shop and you just want to chill out Um, it's a pleasure and from everyone in my my chat room from my audience to yourself God bless you, stay safe and keep your family safe and I'll speak to you flip side I'm going to say goodnight to everybody else if you stay in the green room just for two seconds I'll come back to you But, but from my audience right now Solomon, thank you. (laughs) I hope he hasn't gone and left. Oh, he's frozen. All right, he's gonna sit there for a little while. Listen, everybody. Um, I don't know if my internet likes me or not, but that's neither here or there. Thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. There are so many people out there doing the most amazing work. you know, before COVID and it's now been and can you imagine you know, the way that COVID is these guys are still they're, they're a key worker. let's not get this twisted they are key workers and they are still putting it there for other people in there's people disadvantaged do not do that because there are people People who have lost their homes through lockdown because of their age, they've lost their jobs and everything has, you know, that we planned our lives. You end up losing your home. You've had to move a flat or you, you know, it's fallen through. Lord's gone broke. So let's not stigmatize homelessness. Let's just say it's, you know, people have just had a luck. And what the kitchen does, they don't judge. They just help because they know what it's like to not have. And the buzzer, how fortunate you are, anything can happen to you at any time. So me personally, from myself to everyone out there, meet me next week where I've got a wonderful guy talking about mental health for men this is all for you for men i've got mental health for men on it's all about you show and not forgetting on saturday i have the wonderful bill and dave david glebe who are the authors of football's black pioneers are going to be joining me at 9am saturday show and before I, and there's one more thing i want to say before i leave out of here. i know it's hard with all the parents in lockdown i know it's hard when the sun your kids want to go to the park i know it's hard to be still isolated remember we should still be shielding and isolating out of lockdown to the parents who have lost their children to or gun crime. I, as a parent, I cannot even even imagine the pain through. I am mad for you, upset for you. I don't understand why these youths are doing what they're doing in lockdown. The narrative has to change. And the only way this narrative is going to change is if everybody stands in their truth and communicate change to happen we need to reach out and I'm going to call it is you know it's standing in my truth I'm reaching out to these thugs to say what why do not hide behind mental health please do not hide behind peer pressure that's someone's life that you have taken Spend- a thought everybody when you go to bed tonight for every parent that has lost child through or knife crime, the county lines, etc. Because they're out there working their socks off, their tits off to make for everybody. Think about that. And that's my parting words tonight. Positive affirmations, positive affirmations to you all. God bless and thank you as always to anybody that tunes in or watch the replay. I, Maxfield, is internally grateful for your company. Good night and God bless.